the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Golden Valley, your exclusive Twin Cities home for the Ramsey Show. Live weekday afternoons from 1 to 4. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Bracing for hurricane weather on the Florida Panhandle this weekend. Parts of the state are bracing for both heavy rain and wind as a system that already battered Mexico is moving across the Sunshine State. The National Hurricane Center says the storm that began as Agatha in the Pacific Ocean will be known as Alex in the Atlantic Ocean Basin once it reaches tropical storm status. It's been drenching Cuba where people in Havana have been sloshing through flooded streets. The tropical storm warning is in effect along portions of coastal Florida as well as the Florida Keys, Florida Bay, Lake Okeechobee, along with the northwestern Bahamas and much of Cuba. The storm is expected to reach tropical storm strength off Florida's east coast by Saturday night and strengthen as it moves out into the Atlantic Ocean. I'm Ben Thomas. And this is SRN News. The power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish, and we're from Oakdale. Jeff and Trish use the half-off tuition program for both of their sons' Christian education. That's half price for the first year of tuition at participating Twin Cities schools. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. Details at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Some of your favorite pastors and authors are bringing you their most popular devotionals free. Discover the joy and peace you can experience every day when you spend focused time in God's Word. Sign up for daily devotionals from Crosswalk.com and get inspiration and encouragement sent right to your inbox with devotionals for parenting, singles, women, and more. Crosswalk.com provides spiritual growth for every stage of life. Crosswalk.com is a division of Salem Media Group. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. Is it his time? Yes! 
Where's your hat? Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Oh, God, that's all I need. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Let's go while we're young. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Welcome back, second hour, King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you so much for being with us today. You, if you missed the first hour, I have a plan for you. Because it was Job Saturday. It is Job Saturday still. I might even talk a little more about the jobs report uh, during, during the second hour today. But if you missed it, your, your thing to do now is to go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com and uh, pull down the podcast. Got to be a member of the VIP club to do that. It's it's kind of painless. By the way, while you're there, while you're there, right at the top of the page at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, you're going to see you're going to see a little banner that says, "What's better?" I'm looking at it right now. What's better than winning two thousand dollars? Winning two thousand dollars for your dad. Guess guess what I did? I took this page and sent it to my kids because I could use two thousand dollars. I can't. I can't actually win this $2,000. Not allowed. But you are. So, you know, send that to $2,000 for your dad. That'd be awesome. So just go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Click on the, click on the banner right, right uh, below uh, the podcast and, uh, just, and sign yourself up and, uh, and just think about what your dad's going to do with that money. That, that'd be great. Thank you so much for, for doing so. Uh, 651-289-4477. The number to call with questions and comments. So uh, where where uh, Daniel and I were realizing neither of us actually knew how to pronounce Wagyu beef. We can't do it like like uh, John does. Wagyu beef. Who That's knows? how I would say it. I, I would have said Wagyu, but but then then I hear the guy talking. I I hear uh, um, I what I can't, can never remember his name. Lapanta, the guy the guy that calls hockey. Yep, Anthony Lapanta. Lapanta, right? Okay. I've never called it. I've always called it called it Bally's, not Bally's. What is it? I what's believe the, that's what's Bally's. the right Bally's? That's what okay. I believe. Yep. Okay. I, I I I'm with you. I don't know. I you know, and and frankly, I'm just not going to waste a whole lot of uh, bandwidth in my brain trying to figure that one out. So, <laughs> if we can't get Wagyu so right, that. we may not ever have Bally's right. We may be yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. Where did I get? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Maybe, maybe my kids can win me two thousand dollars for uh, pronunciation lessons. Who knows? I've only been in radio how long? Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Number to call with questions and comments. Let's get a little. Let's get a little more serious here. Um, I want to talk this hour a little bit about about recessions and recession calls. Um, the thing that got everybody's attention, I think, um, I, I played just in the last segment of, of the first hour, um, uh, Rick Reeder from BlackRock basically saying, hey, you could end up with a negative print on, uh, on a jobs report here sometime in the next few months. I make that as highly unlikely, um, not impossible. I tend to think of things and the way... I try to train my students to think is to think in terms of probabilities. Uh, um, um, and, and, um, 
and thinking in uh, thinking in terms of betting, um, as suggested, uh, there's a wonderful uh, uh, book, Thinking in Bets, by Annie Duke, uh, who has been who I think still plays professional poker tournaments, uh, but is probably making more money now doing books about stra- uh, business strategy uh, and doing speeches around the country about business strategy than than she does making making poker playing poker. Uh, but it's re- but getting people to think probabilistically is kind of a hard way to think of, think about things. Um, so when I hear comments like this from like this, I'm always thinking that what you're giving me is your first best guess of where things are. So let me play the Jamie Dimon quote with the which was what. Every, which had everybody chatting uh, 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 earlier this week. Uh, um, I think this is from Wednesday. Jamie Dimon, uh, of course, uh, Citibank, Citibank uh, uh, CEO, had this to say. Cut number one, please. It's a hurricane. It's, we, right now, it's kind of sunny. Things are doing fine. You know, everyone thinks the, the Fed can handle this. That hurricane is right out there down the road coming our way. We just don't know if it's a minor one or Superstorm Sandy or uh, yeah, Sandy or, or uh, Andrew or something like that. And it's, you, you better brace yourself. So he's gone from storm clouds to, to hurricane in about the course of two weeks. Uh, Mr. Elon Musk, in news that was released uh, uh, Friday early morning, uh, Tesla pauses hiring as Musk aims for a 10% staff cut, according to a Reuters report. I'm reading this from uh, from Bloomberg because, of course, Twin Cities Business Radio broadcasts a lot of Bloomberg. So, of course, I'm reading it from Bloomberg. Uh, it says, the elect- uh, Elon Musk says they need to cut staff by about 10% that he has a super bad feeling about the economy, according to an internal email seen by Reuters. Email was titled, Pause All Hirings Worldwide, sent to executives on Thursday, uh, according to the report. I'll, I'll open up the, the report. Um, and, um, and, and that means that they're probably looking at cutting 10. So he says, hey, on Tuesday... He put out he put out an email to his employees saying, "You can, you either are going to show up at the office or you can go find another job." And 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 he put this out and 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 then says uh, on an email to Friday he said says Musk said Tesla will be reducing salaried headcount by ten percent as it becomes overstaffed in many areas, but hourly headcount will increase. This does not apply to anyone actually building cars, battery packs, or installing solar. He just wants to cut instead. So people who are taking the, the, the top-line number may have misunderstood what, his te- what, what 10% meant. He wants to cut salaried workers by 10%. Um, we don't know how many of them are salaried and how many of them are hourly. So, so that's out there. He says that. And then... Um, and then, uh, uh, then Goldman Sachs, John Waldron, who I think we played a little bit of, 
This is among, if not the most, complex dynamic environments I've ever seen in my career. Mr. Waldron probably, I don't know how old Mr. Waldron is. I, he looks like he's in his 50s. Um, my crack research team will be checking him on, on Wikipedia here in a moment. Um, but uh, I just, you know, you're, this was a week in which you had a lot of people making news saying, hey, I think a recession's coming. Hey, I think a recession's coming. Hey, I think there's a recession coming. And it reminded me of a of a rather, I don't know, how would I describe this? It's memorable, obviously, because I'm going to tell you a story about something that happened, oh, seven, eight, nine years ago. But um, uh, it was, it was, it was memorable. And I, so I want to do this hour is talk about two things. One about that probabilistic nature of how we forecast, and then then secondly, and I might reverse the order of these depending on how, how I get through the rest of this first segment, um, thinking about what do we mean when we say recession? What does, that, what does that word actually mean? Okay, and is it something where there is a, there is a bright line that tells you when there's a recession and, and, and when there's not? And if you cross over the line, boom, it's in this category. And if you don't cross over the line, you're not in that category. And the answer to that second question is that's not true. That's really not how this works at all. But I'll tell you, so let me tell you the story. Um, every spring, we do uh, and have done a review of the economy in which I bring people from various parts. For the, I bring us usually the state economist or someone else that does a statewide forecast because I don't forecast the entire state. I just do this region of Minnesota that includes St. Cloud. Um, and I will say, I don't think I have anybody... I think there might be someone trying to do Fargo-Moorhead. But I don't have anybody. There's nobody in Mankato doing this. Duluth did it for a little bit and then went away. Rochester has never done it that I'm aware of. Um, so there's us. There's the there's the people at the, the Minneapolis Federal Reserve who try to forecast their region. But they actually do have, I think, a little bit of a model for, for the state and even for the Twin Cities. Because the Twin Cities is a is you know probably 65 70% of the of the uh, state's economy is wrapped up in the seven counties that constitute the twin cities and and no don't give me any of that 11 and 13 county stuff please don't so anyway i get up and i give a forecast and i try to remember which year this was it was after the great recession um and but I don't remember if it was 2013, 2014. I want to say it was 2015. In which I said, I see some signs of some slowing down, that if they got a little more severe, could mean that we reach a recession. I said, but that's really not my baseline call yet. And the editor of the of the St. Cloud Times, a friend actually. I would say, uh, now retired. At that time, the editor of the Times, of the St. Cloud Times, stands up and says, so you kind of say a recession might be coming, so you're saying recession coming or recession's not coming. Is it coming or is it not? What would you say? Okay, and I said, I said, John, I can't tell you that. I don't, these things are not certain. And he said, well, put a percentage on it. And I thought for a second and I just blurted out 30%. That was the headline. I knew the minute that that percentage went out of my mouth, 
I'm like, oh crap, I just wrote his headline for tomorrow morning's paper, and I did. Um, so, 30% chance of recession next year, says Banyan. Right? I'm like, oh, that's really not what I wanted to do. But at least it got a, and so, and and I'll, I, let me credit John for the follow-up. He, says, he said, so that means you think there's a 70% chance that there isn't a recession coming. And I said, that's right. That's right. I said, so the question is, are you going to call me wrong for a recession? Are you going to call me wrong if a recession does come because I only put 30% on it? Or are you going to say I was good to tell you that there was a 30% chance because you made some preparations as a result? And the way I do forecasting is I try to open up people to the possibility of what might happen while being very modest about my ability to predict what will happen. I can't tell you that a recession is not going to come in 2022. There's a chance that a recession is going to come in 2022. I think that chance is very small. Okay. When Jamie Dimon tells me he sees clouds, I don't know how big those clouds are. I don't know what he's seeing. And he doesn't know what he's seeing yet. But... If you say it could be uh, Hurricane Sandy or it could be a tropical depression or maybe it's just a, a severe thunderstorm or whatever metaphor you decide to use, you are saying that a recession is coming. You haven't opened up the possibility that that recession is just going to slide right by you. That, that storm is going to slide right by you, almost as if there's a reflector around your city that sends the clouds to the north and the south. You're not making that point. Um, that's why I, you know, I'm not a fan of that that particular statement. I like Jamie Dimon. I usually listen to to his entire speech to his shareholders, but I and, and read the speech definitely. But mm, that one, that that one, I think is a clunker because it doesn't open up the possibility. He doesn't seem to want to open up the possibility of doubt there. Let's talk more about this right after these messages. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. When I watched you walk away I knew I'd gone too far I'm on my knees to plead for mercy fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You're not required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. 
They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300. Christy of Woodbury says, from the first phone call, everyone was very responsive, professional, and friendly. Thank you for making the repair so easy. Experience Great Garage Doors same-day service at 763-767-3000. That's 763-767-3000. Are you feeling a cash crunch? Things a little tighter with inflation, gas prices on the way up. Also, interest rates creeping up. And now would be the time to take advantage of a refinance through United Faith Mortgage and ease that cash crunch. United Faith Mortgage will pay $500 of your appraisal fees on all refinances. And if you're looking to purchase that new home before interest rates go up, they'll pay $1,000 of your closing costs on new home purchases. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here for United Faith Mortgage. So take advantage of these two great offers, either $1,000 off your closing costs on a new home purchase or $500 off on your appraisal fees for all refinancing. You might just sleep a little better as you ease that cash crunch you might be experiencing. To learn more, visit United Faith Mortgage online at unitedfaithmortgage.com. That's unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Mortgage Corp, Melville, New York. NMLS number 1330. Ryan Rick, NMLS number 65233. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in our current culture? How does your faith in Christ relate to the world around you? At times, being a Christian can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and challenging landscape. That's why you should visit iBelieve.com, a site designed for Christian women. Whether you're looking for insight, conversation starters for your church group, or just an uplifting message, you'll find it at iBelieve.com. Visit iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Welcome back, King Daniel Show, the Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today. 651-289-4477, a place to go for questions and comments. So we're trying to do two things right now. If someone asks me the question, I answer it the way I answered it for that that newspaper editor uh, at, at Winter Institute that one year in which I put a probability on the likelihood of recession and then explain that means that one minus that probability is the probability that there won't be a recession. You have to balance your viewpoint and be subject to a little bit of get pull and pull back and forth. I spend a lot of time on this show talking about the now cast models, uh, that the various federal reserves have, uh, New York has one. Atlanta has the one that I probably quote most often. Uh, I know St. Louis has one. I believe some others have them, but are not. Cleveland, I think, has one. And I think some of them at various times have published it, but I think they all are sort of leaning on some model, and there's some, there's some gathering that happens to try to pull that information and those various forecasts together. I always tell people when you're building a forecast regimen to forecast frequently, you know, you can put out a variety of numbers, and when people say, you run this number and then you're in this number, so one of those numbers is going to be right, and you're going to be able to say you're right. I'm like, no, I, you just need to understand, as I get more information, I'm trying to revise how I 
I'm trying to revise my forecast to whatever the latest information is. I'm trying to adjust on the fly to what I see. So, for example, yesterday's jobs report, as I look at it, makes my case for a 3% plus GDP number a little stronger than it would have if they'd actually come in at 175 or 200. I told you I didn't think that was going to happen, and that's why I was at a GDP forecast at three at three to three and a half for a second quarter, and for a number that's probably in the high twos uh, for the entire year, uh, fourth quarter to fourth quarter, and 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 it was interesting because right after that number came out you saw a couple of the forecasters come back and say, you know, that number was stronger than I thought, so maybe I should go through the consequence of pulling up my GDP forecast. So uh, I, think it was, I think it was Bank of America that moved up two tenths, and, and they're now at three. I think Goldie's been at three for a while. Um, and I think that that's, that's a normal way and a healthy way to forecast is, is there's this push and pull of data that is that is always moving you a little in one direction a little in the other direction and what you're trying to do is say right now the balance of the data has me about here but if you were to put something that i think is important on this side of the scale i'll lean i'll lean toward it or put something on the other side of the scale i'll lean toward that you know i want to have i then it's kind of how I lead my life. People sometimes get upset with me because I tend to make strong statements. I say, you know, I have strong opinions that I hold very weakly. By which I mean I'm, I am not only willing and able, but I'm committed to being influenced by new data. And so therefore, when someone tells me, you know, well, you know, and so again, when I hear you know storm clouds, storm clouds, storm clouds, I'm like, and it could be a sandy-styled hurricane. Yeah, it could be. Um, I don't have enough information to sort of say that that has a chance of more than, I don't know, one in a hundred. So if someone if someone has asked me what's the chance of recession for the rest of this year, I would say, oh, I would guess probably about. About, I would put it at about 10%. Now, I'm not going to come out and crow if there turns out to be a recession. I said, well, I told you there was a chance of one. No, because I only told you it was 5% or 10%. If I tell you it's 30%, I'm saying there's a chance. You should probably make plans as if that's that's a possibility, and you should hedge your bets. If you were, if you said, if there's no recession, I'm willing to invest $3 million into this project, then I tell you, well, there's a 30% chance of recession. Your reaction should be, well, could I cut back that investment a little bit? Or could I hedge some of that so that I'm exposed to less risk? Because if a recession happens, this this investment could go bad for me. That's the way I want to think about that. And that's the way I encourage my students to think about it. It's the way I encourage you to think about it. And if you haven't seen this book uh, by Annie Duke called Thinking in Bets, I highly, highly recommend it. It is... It is um, it is something that, that really can sort of get you to think differently about uncertain events. And certainly certainly there's a little bit of poker in it, but most of it is actually uh, investment advice and psychology, a fair amount of psychology that's, and, 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 and behavioral science in, in that uh, 
in that book. Super good book. Um, anyway, 651-289-4477, the number of questions and comments. Let me turn to the second question, which is, what do we mean by a recession? And for this, I always, I always start with the fact that a recession is a subjective decision that is made by a group of people who look usually at a variety of indicators. Now, many times, you know, and it's oftentimes it's non-economists, not always. Some economists will cite this as a, a rule, but not the rule. But a rule that you see a lot of people, but mostly non-economists use, is that two consecutive quarters of negative GDP, negative GDP, or GDP declining two quarters in a row, constitutes a recession. Well, for heaven's sake, we just broke that rule in 2020. You can look up the data on the quarterly basis. You don't have two quarters of negative GDP of declining GDP. The recession started in February of 2020. That was the peak, and the trough was April of 2020. April or May of 2020. If you look here, particularly in Minnesota, I would tell you the recession ended in May, not not in April. And and some places, the, some places I read the national thing is April was the last month of the recession. Okay. But that breaks that. That breaks that. The National Bureau for Economic Research, which is a private body that's run by a group of, of universities and, and appoints a number of people to uh, be scholars, appoints a small subset of them to be part of something called the Business Cycle Dating Committee. We've talked about this many times on the show. They are the folks that, that announce that a, that a recession has begun or that a recession has ended. When I get a new student, when I get a set of new students in a classroom and, and I say, I'm going to now show you the business cycle, and then they see a table with a bunch of dates on it, you, you can imagine. They're, they're actually expecting a graph with, with, you know, waves on it. And, that's, and when I do one of those, and I do, I have, one, I have, a, graph that, I have a graph that looks like that has e- time on the horizontal axis, economic activity on the vertical axis, very vaguely defined terms, and then has a wave, has a, has a line that waves up and down along not, not, not with a constant mid, midpoint, but actually rising over time. And I say that looks like that. Then I take the actual GDP number and I, I lay it over that and I say it doesn't look like that at all, does it? Right which means, right, you get different amplitudes, you get different frequencies to cycles. How, do, how, does, how does the NBER set those dates? Well, they tell you. They use four time series, not just one. They don't use the GDP two-quarter rule. They actually are looking at four monthly time series. And they have argued in the past you need three consecutive months of decline in in each of those four series before they're willing to call a recession. They violated that rule in 2022. So, what do we mean by a recession? We mean a general decline in economic activity that is perceptible across a broad spectrum of goods and services. 
not every good and services, but across a broad spectrum of goods and services, there's a decline in activity, which should have with it a decline in sales, it should have a decline in, in employment, it should have a decline in the income that people receive, it should have a decline in the amount of in the amount of production we see, you know, for goods, but how do you measure production of services and so forth. The point being, it's it's a subjective measure. I want to come back. I need to take a break here. When I come back, I want to talk about a couple of the tweets I've received this morning on this and want to address them, address them directly because there's been some really insightful stuff uh, posted on our Twitter feed. If you haven't followed it yet, use the hashtag PoundKBRS on Twitter at Twitter.com and join us uh, back here in a few moments on the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. My friend and I are taking a trip to Mexico this year, but neither of us speak Spanish. So we downloaded Babbel and started learning Spanish fast. Want to get conversational in another language in as little as three weeks? Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons were designed by language experts to be the most efficient and effective way to learn a new language. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free at Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. Dad, why do you get so many phone calls? Well, son, many people need help with their homes after a bad storm. I want to be available to answer their calls no matter the day. Bad weather doesn't know it's Sunday, right? You know what? I want to be just like you when I grew up so I can help people too. Hi, I'm Alex, sales manager at Estate Claim Services. You know, I share that fond memory of a conversation with my son to show Estate Claim Services' commitment to our customers. We know storms don't wear a watch. You may not be available during our normal office hours. But relax, knowing that whenever you call, we're going to answer. It's the same with all our customers, because when you hire us to repair the storm damage on your home, you're working with a local Twin Cities company. We're not a storm chasing company. We're here when you need us and we'll be around long after the work is finished. Check us out online at estateclaimservices.com. Estate Claim Services, your local available anytime storm repair company. Search Estate Claim Services online today. Call my dad today. You think a lot about your family, your friends, your favorite things to do. But you know what you don't think about? Who's your plumber? Hi, I'm Kayla from Champion Plumbing. 
And it's okay if the only time you think of us is when something happens, like your water heater quits on you. At Champion Plumbing, we can usually install a new water heater same day. Who's your plumber? Don't think, just call. Champion Plumbing, online at championplumbing.net. That's championplumbing.net. Welcome back. King Banging Show, The Biz 1440. 651-289-4477, number to call with questions and comments. There was a question um, There was a question that was asked, and I want to get to this first, and then I'm going to talk a little bit more about, about recessions. Uh, but was asked, this caller asked uh, during the last hour and left, left this with Daniel. Um, with unemployment at 6.3% and high inflation, how are we supposed? How are we going to trip into stagflation recession? Well, one argument you're going to hear, uh, caller, is that the that the Fed's going to go too hard, too fast to solve to correct this problem. So I'm going to give you an example. We actually have a little sound clip for this. Loretta Mester, she's the she is the president of the Federal Reserve Bank in Cleveland. And she was, uh, I believe this was on CNBC, uh, but in a, in a uh, Q&A, she, Q&A, this might not have been on CNBC, but CNBC played this clip, or excuse me, uh, Bloomberg played this clip. Uh, this is cut number four, Daniel. If by September, the September FOMC meeting, the monthly readings on inflation provide compelling evidence, then inflation is moving down, then the pace of rate increases could slow. But if inflation has failed to moderate, then a faster paid rate increases could be necessary. So she's saying that, that, that we might go harder if we don't see inflation coming down yet. And the belief is that, that, and that one mechanism for this, and I want to talk about mechanisms in this segment, um, one mechanism for the onset of a recession, that the storm clouds are not for any other reason other than that, you know, maybe what Jamie Dimon was referring to is I'm scared that the Fed's going to go too hard too fast. And when you hear Mes- President Mester say, you know, if the rate doesn't come down, we might have to go even further. You are, in fact, telling them, telling people, hey, we might we might end up triggering a recession. That's certainly possible that we would do that. And a lot of this was in reaction to what I thought was a pretty good interview. And I think we played a little, uh, we played this back in uh, the, the first, I think, I want to say it's the uh, second show of uh, last month, um, by Raphael Bostic, who's the chair at the Atlanta Federal Reserve. And this was just the quote, I'm just going to read it. I didn't go back and find, find the audio for this again. Um, in my view, we're going to move a couple times, maybe two, maybe three times, see what happens See how the economy responds. See if inflation continues to move closer to our 2% target. And then we can really take a pause and see how things are going. Everybody is fixated on this word pause. Everyone is fixated on this word pause. And now you see Fed, you know, and not just President Bullard, who's all over the news. I could, I could have played five minutes worth of President Bullard today. Uh, but you've heard enough of him to know he just wants them to go harder, faster. You know, let's, you know, he's in, I, I don't think he's in favor of a 75 basis point increase, 
per se, but he'd be willing to entertain a 75 basis point increase if it, if if need be to make something happen. I think, okay, he's on one side. Bostic's comment was on the other side. And Mester's basically saying, hey, I'm willing to throw my hat, hat in with Jim Bullard, you know, and go for the higher increase if I don't see inflation come down. And I think peop- I think the answer to your question is, if that path of inflation does not come down fast enough, this could be this could be a problem. Right now, as you look, the last inflation numbers came down. You have people talking about a print here. You know what? Next Saturday, we'll have the CPI report. CPI comes out this coming Friday for May. You and I and everyone else listening to the King Banyan Show next week will actually have more to say about whether or not the Fed might decide to go faster. You watch. If I'm if if I'm an investor in interest rate sensitive assets, Friday CPI number is the thing that's going to keep me up Thursday night. That that can have some real implications for what happens. But anyway, that's that's where that is. Let me let me set that so that's the answer to that question in my mind is that I would increase my probability of recession if, for some reason, let's say something weird in the CPI data indicates that perhaps inflation is going to get stuck above 8% for a while longer. The Fed cannot pause or even reduce the rate of increase of interest rates in September if the June and July numbers keep the overall inflation rate above 8%. I don't see how they can do that. My base case is that inflation will now will have probably a 7 handle by then, but I still think they'll keep it at 50. But right now it looks like they're kind of moving in the direction of getting themselves back toward toward something closer to 4 to 5%. And their forecast is for 4% at the year end. We'll see if it happens or not. Um, let me talk it. So that, and I say that, excuse me, to call out the fact that as I think about a business cycle, as I think about that that path, I, I'm often reminded of a model of what 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 it looks like, what the economy looks like. And there's two old economists, long dead economists, that I think of in, in this in this story that I teach my students. One of them is Irving Fisher, who I would argue in the first half of the 20th century was the most famous economist in America. Um, Why don't you hear about him? He got the Great Depression really wrong. Before anybody, long after a lot of people started saying, hey, there's something really bad happening in the economy, he kept going on stations like this one here on the Biz 1440 he was on radio, and he was saying, hey, I really don't think there's a recession happening. I think it's safe to invest in the market. And he had his own money invested in the market. He lost a lot of wealth in 1930 and 31 and 32. Um, Irving Fisher's life is, a, is, is kind of a tra- – it's, it's sort of like a, <clears throat> a great man, a, a fallen hero sort of story. Um, and and, and it's, it's, super, he's su- it's super interesting uh, the biographies about Fisher are really, really interesting. But he used to talk about the economy as being, you know, these cycles as being sort of like a, a rocking chair. That something gets going and then the rocking chair just kind of goes back and forth and back and forth. 
with smaller and smaller oscillations as you get back toward an equilibrium where the rocking chair stops rocking. That's one. The other one, who's the answer to the question, who is the first economist to ever win a Nobel Prize in economics? There were actually two that year. One of them was Jan Tinbergen, but the one I want to tell you about is who, who is, is the other one, Ragnar Frisch. Frisch was a, was a Norwegian economist, um, born right around the turn of the century, uh, received the Nobel Prize in 1969, the first year it was given, uh, in economics, and received it for his work on dynamic systems. And along with, uh, he and Tinbergen both received it for for doing quantitative dynamic models of economics. And his model was one where you thought about the fact that there were two mechanisms in the economy. One, an impetus, that which gives a shock to the system to cause like the rocking chair, Fisher's rocking chair, to move. And then there's a second mechanism, though, right? Because if I, if I push on this microphone... I got my finger between my, my mouth and the, and the mic in the front of the mic. If I push on this microphone hard enough, I will tip it over and it will stay there and will stop there. It won't rock. It won't move because the, mechanism, the, the force of gravity will keep it in place. All right? So for us to have cycles, there has to be a second mechanism that propagates the, in, propagates the impulse through the entire system and causes every economic observation we have out there to move in a certain direction. One of our listeners, Frank, in, in Twitter, um, kept talking about confidence, which I thought was really interesting. Because to me, confidence can be a, a propagating factor. You and I can get caught up in having this thought that, hey, the economy doesn't look bad. Well, the economy doesn't look good. And so all of a sudden, all of us individually in our own daily lives start pulling back a little bit. And what Frank was talking about, I thought was really interesting. I think it's an interesting point he's making is, is can we talk ourselves into a recession? Well, maybe, and maybe social media makes that worse, but... For that to be there, there has to be some impulse that causes confidence. Can confidence actually be an impulse, the impetus to a to the rocking chair's movement? And I have a harder time with that than having the having the uh, lack of confidence spread through daily conversations with your with your circle of friends. I I I, I have a better understanding and have more. I I think that's a better explanation. That, than otherwise, but I think that that's certainly that's certainly a possibility. But I think the Fed right now is, is sort of, and I would argue, if you wanted to say what's the impulse that causes business cycles to happen, if you think about impulse, an impulse mechanism and a propagation mechanism, if I think about the impulse, mistakes in monetary policy and in fiscal policy. I think our impulses, and I think when we look at, if, if indeed we go into a recession, this is going to be a recession caused by a policy mistake. And there's two policy mistakes. One, passage of perhaps more fiscal stimulus than, than was warranted. Um, I'd probably say we needed the CARES Act. I'm not sure we needed the one in December that was signed by President Trump 
in December 2020, and I'm pretty sure we did not need the one, in, in hindsight, we didn't need the one in 2021 signed by President Biden. We certainly didn't need, and, and, and uh, I'll praise Joe Manchin for not, not having us go through with uh, Build Back Better, which I think would have made things worse, despite the signature of 19 Nobel economists who said, hey, there's room for this. It'll be fine. Don't do it. Don't worry about it. I'm pretty sure some of those 19 would like to have that back, just like Janet Yellen said, well, well, I thought inflation wouldn't be as bad as it is. I made a mistake. We all make mistakes. I, I, don't, I don't begrudge Janet Yellen coming out and saying, I don't think inflation's going to happen. Well, I wish the only thing I would have preferred is for her to put a probability on it. But when you work for the executive branch of the, pre, of the United States government, Probably don't get to express things in terms of probabilities. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Is 1440 KYCR Golden Valley. Mark A. of Plymouth says Great Garage Door is top notch. The tech Mark fixed the job promptly and was professional. I'll recommend Great Garage Door to my friends and family due to Mark's amazing level of service. Experience Great Garage Door's same day service at 763 767 3000. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested, don't argue, don't resist, don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms including APR are determined at the time of your application based on credit worthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. 
Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Welcome back. King Banging Show, The Biz 1440. So, I mentioned at the beginning of the hour, uh, being asked by by a a news editor, uh, editor of a newspaper, for a probability of recession back in 2015. I said 30%. The 70% solution happened. A Bloomberg survey that just came out indicates that um, there were probably a recession for the next 12 months. Uh, the survey result, 30%. If they had asked me that survey, they don't. I'm not, I'm not, a, professional, I'm not a professional forecaster. I'm, I'm a university administrator uh, who teaches forecasting uh, or has taught forecasting for going on four decades. Um, says, uh, you know, if you had asked me, I'd have put it at, in that 5 to 10% category, maybe, maybe closer to 10 what would get me to revise it? Well, I'm going to give you just a, a couple last little clips. This was Lael Brainer. She's the vice chair of the Fed. She was the one in the running uh, uh, when uh, the decision was made to reappoint Jay Powell by President Biden. This was the choice that was favored by Elizabeth Warren, for example. Um, and she was on CNBC, and she made a little news uh, herself uh, talking about talking about Fed policy right now. Let's play... This was this was from uh, I believe from Friday cut num- no from Thursday excuse me cut number two on inflation um, I'm going to be looking to see uh, a consistent uh, string of uh, decelerating monthly prints on core inflation be- before I'm be- I'm going to feel more confident um, that we're getting to um, the kind of inflation trajectory that's going to get us back to our two percent goal. And so I thought that sounded a little stronger. So she's, she's very specific. She needs a trajectory on core. Okay, so this coming week we're going to get a number for, for, for May. And she might say, well, I'm deferring because the PCE is the number we use and we won't have that till the end of June. Okay, okay, okay. But she's being pretty specific about this. And when she's asked more, and, and, and she sort of gets the Bostic question about, about pause, uh, and she says this, cut number three. Right now, it's very hard to see the case uh, for a pause. We've still got a lot of work to do uh, to get inflation uh, down to our uh, 2% target. I believe that, that if you are a probabilistic thinker about recession, hearing that Lael Brainerd, who I argued with you, uh, you know, uh, months ago when we were talking about whether Brainerd or Powell, that on monetary policy, you probably wouldn't see much of a difference between them. 
okay? But there are people who believe she's one of the doves. Uh, I, I think that's an incorrect view. I don't think, I don't think, I think she's, I don't think she's, I don't think she's a hawk, but I also don't think she's, I don't think she's like an easy money person. I'm not going to name presidents who I think, or, or governors who I think are easy, uh, easy money people, but I think that, uh, I think she's okay on that. But I think when you hear hurricane from Jamie Dimon or hear bad feeling from Elon Musk, I think of what a number of people are looking at is saying is, is like the scales falling from their eyes, you know, and having their Damascus Road moment. Oh, the days of easy money may really be over. Maybe the Fed won't blink. Maybe I need to revise my probability that when the crisis comes, when, when the S&P 500 goes to a 21% decline and we and all the paper screams bear market that they'll they'll blink and they'll stop raising interest rates. She's being very clear. I mean, if if they do back off, people are going to play that cut for her and say, "But you said you said you weren't going to do that." And now you're doing that. And they'll come up with some reason if they decide to. But she's done a little bit of that that's a pretty significant commitment right there. And so to me, what it sounds to me is like people that that wall street's looking at like wow maybe there is no maybe there is no powell put after all i think you have to revise your probabilities just a little bit for what a recession might for whether or not a recession might be coming okay like i said i'm probably closer to 10 than five percent at this moment but i just don't see it i don't i certainly don't get the 30 percent number not after a jobs report where, for the third month in a row, we're averaging around 400,000 jobs a month. And people say, well, that turns later. No, it doesn't. It turns at the same time as the, as, as the recession happens, and it doesn't go from 400 to zero. I don't get that either. Hey, thanks for listening again. We're going to do the CPI report in the same detail we did the jobs report this week. We're going to do that next week with you. Daniel, thanks for your work down there, and we'll be back to you next week on another edition of the King Banging Show on The Biz 1440. This is Matt Crowder live at the gas station on 41st Street reporting on those skyrocketing gas prices. Excuse me, miss. Are you buying less gas now because of the high prices? Oh, I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow. Oh, there you have it. Stop paying full price for gas. Download the free Upside app and get real cash back every time you buy gas. This is Matt Crowder Radio News Network. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GET for a $5 bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GET for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code GET. Hi, John Wichko here. As the owner of Advantage Auto Glass, I want to thank you for supporting our local family-owned business. In fact, we've grown because of you. So we've hired more certified technicians so we can serve more Minnesotans. I want to invite you to finally get that chipped or cracked windshield fixed now. You've put it off long enough. We'll even come to your home or work anywhere in the metro to save you time. Advantage Auto Glass has an A-plus rating with the BBB, and we're a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. You get that distinction with over 20 years of experience. 
Tell your insurance agent that you want to work with Advantage Auto Glass, or better yet, give us a call and we'll handle all the paperwork with no out-of-pocket costs to you. Every windshield we install is backed by a lifetime warranty. Just call Advantage Auto Glass today and we'll take care of everything. And don't forget, you can always schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. ReplaceMyWindshield.com. For chips, mix, or cracks, call Advantage Auto Glass. Are you updating your home or remodeling your kitchen? Then look no further than PJ's Appliance to help you find quality appliances and keep your budget down. While many appliance stores have stocking issues, PJ's Appliance Outlets have added warehouse space to keep our stores stocked. So if you see it, you can take it. Hi, this is PJ. We take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores. How? By simply providing over-the-top customer service and great quality appliances at unbeatable prices. PJ's Appliance Outlet has become the trusted go-to store for brand new scratch and dent appliances. You'll save hundreds, even thousands of dollars on brand new name brand refrigerators, ovens, washers, dryers, dishwashers, and so much more. Don't pay inflated prices for name brand appliances. Take the short drive to save big dollars at either our Plymouth or new Maplewood location. Visit us online at pjsapplianceoutlet.com. That's pjsapplianceoutlet.com, where if you see it, you can take it. And every- if you're wondering, what's the 41? 41- Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.